Couples Bunko is a great way to have a date night that is regularly scheduled, lots of fun, and an opportunity to be social with friends. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. Couples Bunko Night. This is a fun, cheap, and social date night. Date night. You know you should have one. Planning it can be so daunting. Let's get that date scheduled once a month. And, great benefit, you're going to have it scheduled throughout the year and you only have to host twice a year. Couples Bunko is a great way to have a date night that is regularly scheduled lots of fun, and an opportunity to be social with friends that allows you to have a fabulous date night with very little expense. So how do you play Bunko? Chances are really good that you've heard of it. However, if you have never played, I am going to go through all of the instructions. I'm going to give you a quick rundown. I am sure you can get all of these written out in more detail, but all of these will be written out on my blog. So if I go too quickly or you don't get anything, just click the link from my blog and you can get them all written. Bunko is a dice game. It requires absolutely no strategy, no skill, and it's completely luck. Bunko requires very little concentration. You just have to remember which number you're on and you roll the dice. This allows for conversation and social interaction during the gameplay. You do need 12 players. This is what usually hangs people up. This is six couples. The ideal setting is three card tables. Why card tables? Because card tables are really, I always get my camera messed up. They're square and the way it works is you are sitting directly across from your partner and then you're all rolling into the middle of the table. So it's easier if you don't have a long table because then it's harder to reach the dice, that kind of thing. Although we use our dining room table as the head table and then we have two card tables. Each table also has three dice, a score pad, and a pen that stays at the table. Each, pair, each player carries with them a tally sheet and a pen or a pencil. So the play. The head table rings a bell to announce that it's the start of that round. Each round is marked by a number. For example, the very first round, you start with ones. So that's what everybody's going to be trying to roll. And when the group is done with round six, because there's six dots on the die, so you go rounds one through six, and then that's one set. You're going to, that set is done. So before you start, like, the whole year of playing Bunko, your group is going to decide how many sets you're going to play for that evening. Our Bunko group plays three sets, and I want to say it takes about an hour and a half. That's it. But that includes talking and getting up and eating and all of that. If you want, I have a download for you that has copies of scorecards and tally sheets and all of that that you can have ready for you. The team... Or the partners that lose at the head table because what happens is you roll the dice so let's be on twos so you're gonna roll that the head table rings the bell you're gonna roll and every time 
you have those three dice. Every time a two is rolled, you get a point. So you put a point on, because there's one scorekeeper at each table. So you put a, say, a point in the us column. If you roll two, you get two points. If you roll three, that is a bunco. You get 21 points. And if you're at the head table, that round is over. You ring the bell. Now, if the head table gets a bunco, and this happens before everybody at all the other tables has had a chance to roll, everybody gets a chance to roll so that you can determine at those other tables who actually won. It shouldn't be like who actually got their hands on the dice. Everybody should have an equal amount of turns with their hands on the dice, if that makes sense. So at the head table, you get the score. So the team that got the 21, those partners stay there. The other two go all the way down to the loser's table. Then everybody else at the two tables, the partners that won, move up and the losers stay at their tables. So everybody's moving. Then the partners that were partners in the twos, they can't be partners in the threes. So somebody has to shift. So now all of a sudden you have a this scenario, so they're not partners. That means somebody's gonna win and somebody's gonna lose, so they won't be at that table again. That also makes Bunko a really great game because what ends up happening is you're not, you're, you get to talk you get, and you get to have fun, but you're not making a lot of conversation because people are moving around like crazy and you're interacting with almost every single person who's at that event that night. I'm gonna throw husbands under the bus because typically it is the men who are not as social as the women, which is probably why Bunko is usually a social whim, a game for women. But men don't have to make a lot of small talk because it's happening and then it's over and then it's happening and then it's over. And then they're moving tables. So if your honey is not a big conversationalist, this isn't going to be a huge drag on his social skills. Bunko's pretty much perfect because it doesn't require any set skills, even interpersonal or conversational skills. Going back to scoring, because I did forget something. So you have the individual twos when they're counted, and when you, when you don't have any dice that score, you send your dice to the next person, and then that person gets to roll. And then you have, if three twos are rolled, it's a bunko. Well, you have baby bunkos. So that means if we're on twos and you roll three fives in the one roll, you get five points. That's a baby bunko, and you get to keep rolling. Anytime you score, you get to keep rolling. While the scorekeeper is keeping track of everybody's scores at the table, you know, like hash marks for every time everybody gets a two or a baby bunko or a bunko or whatever. Oh, and if the other two tables get a bunko, the game doesn't end. It only ends at the head table. So the other two tables could have a score of like 62 to 23, and they just keep going because it's only the head table that has to get to 21. They're the ones that determine the start and stop of the game. When the top head table gets 21, the game stops. But then when it does stop, you keep track on your bunko sheet of whether you lost that round of twos or whether you won. Because at the end, you guys are going to get money. So that leads us to why should couples pay and play Bunko. You should pay for Bunko because if everybody pays five bucks, that means your pot is 
if at the end of the night, because you will also keep a tally of how many buncos, not baby buncos, just buncos that you got, the person with the most buncos gets half the pot, and the person with the most wins gets half the pot, somebody goes home $30 richer. It sounds like not a lot of money, but when you're a poor couple and you're just having a cheap date, it only costs you guys $10 plus, uh, we'll talk about add-ons, but basically $10 and it's a lot of fun, right? And it's always more fun when there's something in the game. Why should couples play Bunko? Well, you've heard of Bunko, but it's usually in reference to these crazy ladies who are always getting together and having fun. So why should you bring guys into the game? I was first introduced to Bunko as a substitute. I'd only played once and then I immediately organized it as a couple's game. The guys had a lot of fun and the couples had fun. It went on for five years. Many who played at our couple's bunkos had never played bunko before and they loved it. We loved the consistency of it, of having it once a month. We loved the fact that we were always, we always knew what to do. It wasn't complicated. Um, a lot of us lived close to each other so we could help out with babysitters or that kind of thing and it was just an easy thing to do there was no strategy there was no learning curve at all no one had to be really smart really talented really skilled you don't have to have great reading skills it put everybody on an even playing field bunko was really social everyone got to talk to each other everyone got connected and it was fast moving at the end of our five years and this was really important. We didn't even realize it, but we were really close. Those six couples, we, we always interacted. We'd do Halloween things with the kids, that kind of thing. But that Bunko group was a really tight-knit group. I remember one guy went into the hospital, and we all spent turns driving the two hours down there to be with him in the hospital. I mean, it, it became a really important and close-knit group. And sometimes that connection, and that's the whole reason I'm writing this article and doing this for this month, is because this is my connection piece. It's hard to find that connection amongst adults. Well, bunko, doing a couple's bunko actually naturally gives you that. So hosting it. All you need to do is clear your room for two card tables, and then we use the dining room table. Basically, that is it. Okay, so you don't have two card tables. Usually amongst your six, six couples, one person has a card table and another person has a card table. And you just have people bring their card table and chairs and everybody just kind of helps out. Bunko's fairly chill. You will always have those people who are really competitive and Bunko can meet the demands of a competitive person. You don't have to point out that they can be as competitive as they want and nobody can flick their wrist better like you can in bowling or something and you can get better dice rolls or whatever you know what if they need to do that that's what they need to do but in the end it's pretty chill you're just going to either get it or not it's entirely based on luck and it just allows adults to enjoy time with others here are some add-ons you can do with bunko bunko can be and usually is played with the money so the buy-in and that makes it more fun to be the person with the bunk most bunkos or the one with the most wins, as I explained. Many groups have altered this. They've done um, who's closest to 50-50, who got the most losses. Our bunko group that I'm in right now, and I've never been a part of a bunko group who does this, they have every single person bring, and we're part of a 12, we're not a couples group now, they have every single person bring a gift under 
$5 that goes with that theme. So I did January and the theme was Baby It's Cold Outside. And so I had a soup mix in a, in a big mug, like a soup bowl mug from Walmart. That was my $5 thing. Other people, there were all kinds of things that people brought. And the loser gets all of those gifts, for good or for bad, because sometimes it can be a lot of stuff. But you can have it, you can do all kinds of different things. Um, your group can determine how to handle ties, because you can have more than one person get the most buncos or the most wins. You can have five people end up with, I don't know, six wins, and that was the most wins. So you can have a roll-off, or you can have them all split the money. Our group, our couple's group, was ready for some heavy gambling. So we added left, right, center to it at the end. If you've never played left, right, center, you can look that up. It's a lot of fun. And we ended up just doing, I think, five rounds, and each person put a buck into the pot, so you only won 12 bucks at each pot. But let me tell you, we were all thinking we were major, major winners or losers. And it was the anticipation, the elation, and the agony every time those things shifted when we did that. Once our group started, because I think it took two rounds of Bunko before somebody came up with the bright idea of doing it left, right, center. Once we started it, everybody just kind of thought that was a normal part of playing Bunko. We also made the night a a potluck. So nobody was on the hook for all of the snacks or anything. The host was on the hook for the theme and they announced the theme to everybody. So it's like, it's Italian, it's taco bar, it's baked potato night, it's whatever. And then the host provides the main dish and the host provided utensils, all of that, and then usually drinks. We were in a heavy drinking crowd at that time of in our lives. And it could cost people a lot of money. So they just provided like, I don't know, two bottles of wine and like a couple six, like two six packs or something like that. And then everybody else brought their own mini coolers to kind of help out with that because it could get pretty expensive. So it was almost like a, when you go to a restaurant and they just allow you to bring your own, it, it kind of turned into that. Tips. Create a substitute list. It is really hard to get 12 people in the same place at the same time, even if they already know for the entire year when those dates are going to happen. So I suggest that when you form your Bunko group, you can do the first one so that everybody gets a feel for it, knows what it's going to be like, and then have every single couple find friends, like, like two couples groups, that can't commit to it right now, or even if they want to commit to it, there's just not any room right now, but they're interested in it and have those people explain to them how it works in your group and they want to be on the, the substitute list. Then create a substitute list because when you can't show up and you're one of those couples, it's your job to find the replacement. It is not the host's job, okay, because that's just too much work for the host. So it's really nice if you have this whole list of substitutes. Then you can also send out an email. The host is responsible for this. So send out an email about two weeks before Bunko because like I said, everybody has the list. Everybody knows when it's supposed to happen and everybody forgets. You've got so much going on in your life, it gets crazy. In this, you're gonna remind them what the theme is, Remind them when it's happening, the time. I know it's the same time every single month. You've been doing this for three years. I get that, but you still do that. Send your address and then any additional instructions. For example, I have a really small driveway. 
So people have to park on the street if they don't get here early. And my street is like on a hill like this. So, and we don't have night lights. So we have beautiful evening skies because you can see the stars, but that means you need to bring a flashlight if you are out on the street. So there's a lot of things that I need to tell them. All those people that lived in the same neighborhood, I really strongly recommend they carpool. Tips like that, you're gonna to wanna to tell them all of those things. Then you make it a group reply so they can all tell what they're going to bring for the potluck. So if you're doing a baked potato bar and you're supplying the potatoes and maybe a beef stroganoff to go over it, you know, like a beef thingy. Somebody else can say, oh, I'm bringing sour cream, I'm bringing shredded cheese, I'm bringing green onions and bacon bits, whatever. And everybody can just add their things. Somebody else can say, oh, I'm bringing a special dessert, whatever. So everybody has that. So nobody's, not everybody's going, oh, I'm gonna, you know, just totally bow out and just bring the sour cream, because that's an easy one. Make a bunko caddy. I'd never seen this before until I'm doing this bunko that with the ladies I am now. Oh my gosh, this makes life so easy. It's, it looks actually like a fishing tackle box without the little squares. It's just, you know, the big squares. In it has the bell. It has, they, this group gives a prize for the person who got the last bunko. They get $5. So there's a little, a little disc you carry. Like when you get the bunko, you have to go say, oh, I need the thing. And you, whoever gets bunko goes and grabs that. That's just an added thing. Um, it has like 14 pens in it, so the host doesn't have to find pens. It has all of the score sheets and tally sheets, all of that in there. And then it has the bell. So that travels with it. And I think that's all. Yeah, I think that's all. So that travels. And then that way when you're the host and you have to set up for Bunko, it's a breeze. You just need to put out the card tables and, oh, it has the dice. Duh, it has the dice. And then you put the dice on the tables and the pens and the tally sheets, everything, and you're ready to go. And Bunko's done. True confessions. At first, some of our husbands were hesitant. However, once we started Couples Bunko, it was a date night that we all looked forward to. We were able to have a monthly date scheduled. We had dinner with friends. We laughed and we socialized. And... It was really, really cheap. This date checked all of the proverbial boxes and the six couples grew super, super close. The movie quote this week, I'm taking life one game at a time. Wreck it, Ralph. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I wanna send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Care.